It's Josh Williams here, guys, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 75 for Wednesday, October 17th, 2018. How you doing, onesies? Thanks for listening, guys. I'm going to be telling you all sorts of little things this week. Nothing super spectacular. I'm gearing up all my energy, all my excitement for this next coming week. But I uh, I got a new MacBook this week. All right, back to doing a little bit of meal prep. Right, did some more grocery store samplings, getting, uh, getting some video games played, so a little bit of dog fuckery. Next week's going to be crazy. All right. Next week's going to be crazy. I am, I'm taking it mildly easy this week. Of course, I'll read an email too. Guys, a great show up ahead of us. Let me tell you, I spent, um, last week doing some, I didn't spend the whole fucking week. I spent a couple days, a couple days, not even a couple hours. Um, what I called practice packing. When I said that to Jay, he looked at me like I had to I did practice packing. He also doesn't like that. I call it shipping my luggage as opposed to checking a bag. All right. It's very, 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 uh, what are you strict Jay? I got the door open. So Jay's in the room. He's very strict about his wording. Very strict about that. Don't, don't, don't use the wrong quotes. You tell a customer to go fuck themselves, but don't you dare call it shipping luggage. Even though if you ship something, it usually gets on a plane and flies to you. No, no, no. <laughs> Anyways. So I, I wanted to make sure that I, uh, the, a, that the bags that I had were the right size. Turns out they are. So I'm super excited about that, but I'm still getting ready to get a little bit of pushback from people at the airport. Cause we all know airport employees, the tip top of the mental food chain. All right. Those people, <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even fly enough. All I know is all the fucking hacky jokes comics tell. The expectation is that, you know, airport people are just getting ugh, all stuffed into that. I shouldn't probably shit on them before I leave. I should probably do this when I get back. I really want to go on this trip. But anyways, I, uh, I want to make sure all my stuff fits. So the vast majority of the podcast stuff is currently packed in my bag. So it's getting ready to do some of those interviews in LA while I'm there next week. Um, I, I was watching all these YouTube videos. I believe I mentioned this to you guys about like rolling clothes and things like that. So they pack better. So I've got uh, like half of my shit's already packed just so I don't have to go through it. Like the last day before I leave stress, stress, stress. So yeah, I, uh, I watched some YouTube videos. I rolled some stuff. I packed a bunch of things into, uh, into my, my, my briefcase carry on bag. So that was uh that was a good part of my time. I also did another meal prep, made some chicken breasts. That was a, that was a busy day. Basically all I did was practice packing, uh, make chicken breasts and, you know, broccoli and all that garbage. I did, I did rice and quinoa mix. I burnt my fucking lip. How stupid is that? You ever, I have a rice cooker and I was like, oh, I wonder what the texture is like when it was done. It was done. I stick the spoon in. And as I'm going to bite a little bit of it, I guess quinoa gets all pasty and stuck together. So as I was pulling it off, some of it stuck to the back end, rolled out of, rolled off the fucking spoon and sat and sat. It was pasty. So it basically stuck to right underneath my lip and burned my face. So it's still recovering. It feels like I can feel the, the tightness. I hope I didn't scar my, scar my beautiful visage, right? My moneymaker. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's the thing. I'm still, I'm, I'm recovering from a quinoa burn on my fucking face. What an idiot. What a fucking dummy I am. Jay, I burned my face with quinoa. Can you believe that shit? I bur I burnt it by trying to eat quinoa off a spoon. My my spoon to mouth game is poor lately. I thought I was getting pretty good at it, right? That's why I play all the video games, guys. Hand-eye coordination does not translate to spoon quinoa. Who knows? If I have to rob a bank, oh, I'm your man. But if I have to eat quinoa off a spoon, do not call on me. You may want to you may want to check your Rolodex for someone else. 
So that's uh yeah, I can't believe I fucking did that. But yeah, so quinoa and rice, I did a I did a blend, right? Like a fancy carbohydrate sommelier. Ooh, what kind of carb is this? Well, it's a blend of quinoa, wild rice, and basmati. And then I uh, I did up uh, peas and broccoli. I put uh, what I did was actually I was at Costco and I found the Nando's chicken peri peri sauce in a bottle and I was like, oh, I want to use that. I want to use that. It is way spicier. I don't know how they do it at Nando's. They must just like brush a little bit on and then bake it onto the skin because it's delicious there. I tell you, all it was was fire in my mouth in the dough. So I had to I had to basically like brush it off of the chicken because I baked it like in that, right? I marinated it, but I, I must have done too much because it was spicy. So yeah, that's the, the meals that I've been packing away this week. I, uh, what else did I do? Not, not a whole lot of luck. I mean, I did Ubering, but I've been doing less hours because I've been, I've been getting to bed kind of late. Um, I've been playing a lot of Grand Theft Auto 5, let me tell you. I'm getting uh, online. I'm getting my heart rate up. <laughs> Not by going to the gym or doing any exercise. No, I'm getting it by screaming at 14-year-olds on the internet. They fucking, <laughs> those online fucking games, man. I got a competitive, I got a nasty competitive demon that lives inside me, man. And he only he only comes out when I log into Xbox Live or PlayStation Network, right? Because I'm generally mild-mannered, right? I read my DK books all about practical Ayurveda, mindfulness, right? Meditation. I'm, I'm whole, but none of those, then, you know, what they need is they need a practical meditation Ayurveda for gamers. That's, that's the fusion that they need to come out is like how to, how to do uh, media and video game meditation, right? Some stretches for gamers. There was a, there was a yoga, there was a book for like, oh, I think it was like a couple pages. There was a DK book that was like the gamer survival guide and they had like hand yoga for, for gamers, like it was one of the pages, just some finger stretches you can do so that you don't fuck your fingers up while playing video games. So anywho, that's been one of the things I don't know if you guys can hear Jay. He's on the phone. He's booking things, yelling at people. Oh, he's slamming his door. Well, two can play that game. All right. I got privacy. How about that? I like that. It's kind of like a, a, a battle. We fight for volume all the time. You guys should hear this place during the day. I'm doing work. Jason's doing work. He gets calls. I get calls. All sorts of things go on. Kamara will come home middle of the day. He's like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> it looks like we don't do anything here all day. He gets up at like six o'clock in the morning, goes to work. It works hard. And then comes home, you know, three, any time between three and four. And it just looks like Jay and I have been sitting around doing nothing all day. We're getting shit got damn done. All right. Changing the world. Captains of industry. Um, <laughs> or I'm sitting around yelling at kids on the internet. One or the other. Anywho. Um, I, uh, I got a new MacBook. There's nothing wrong with my old one. My mom needed a computer. We got talking and uh, trying to figure out if it made more sense for her to, her to just get a new one for herself or for me to upgrade the one that I have and give her my old one. Ah, the conversations. So, uh, I ended up getting a new MacBook. I went to the Apple store. That's where they keep them. And, uh, I got helped by a, a good dude named Nikolai. Nikolai at the Apple store at Bayshore was fantastic. So I'll just start by giving him a little bit of a praise. He'll get another one at the end. That's the kind of guy I am like a hosting, hosting a show, say the name up front, say the name again at the end. Um, yeah, I, I was looking at, um, at MacBooks, and I thought about getting the, I mean, I had a 15 inch MacBook before, which I liked cause I do all my graphic design. I don't have a, a desktop computer I haven't in a long time with all the traveling and stuff. It's just easier to, to bring a laptop around and the fucking price of MacBooks. I'll tell you. Who can afford to have two Mac computers at home? You know, one, one that you just take on the go, huh? Another one just sits on the desk all the time. Anyways, um, 
was looking at the 15 inches and the 15 inch MacBooks that I was looking at were $3,200. Huh? Can you believe that? You know how they got me? I wasn't sure I even needed one. I was like, you know what? Maybe I can just get my mom like a little MacBook Air or something. Just a tiny little MacBook that she needs. Small enough screen, right? 12, 13 inches, whatever they come in now. I figured that would be more than enough. But then uh, the MacBooks, guys, let me tell you, do you know, have you seen a MacBook lately? They're gorgeous. They have a, I don't even know what to call it. There's like a touch pad. Now your brain instinctively should go to the tracking pad, like the mouse pad. That's like they used to call the touch pad or whatever. I, I, just like, I think it's called the touch bar now. So right at the top of the keyboard, I didn't even notice it until, until Nikolai was demoing it to me. Okay. But right at the top of the keyboard on the new MacBooks, all right, on the high-end ones, all right, not the peasant models. And let's be honest, peasants can't afford MacBooks, all right? Peasants are still getting themselves, you know, what do they call them? Surface Pros or, you know, Google Boxes or whatever the fuck, you know, and they convince themselves it's better than Apple. I, I get it. I get it. You know what I mean? You have to. If that's all you have, you have to sour grapes the good shit. That's how it works. You guys know the story of sour grapes? You know that? A lot of people say sour grapes and they think it just means that you're poo-pooing on something. Sour grapes. Oh, the story of the bird or the squirrel or whatever the fuck animal it was. I was trying to get these grapes off a tree. Oh man, I want those grapes so bad. And he tried, and he tried, and he tried, and he tried. He could not get them. And then in the end, he ended up telling himself, you know what? I bet you those grapes were sour anyways. So that's the idea. Sour grapes is not just poo-pooing on something. Sour grapes is actually trying to convince yourself that something you wanted wasn't good anyways. So that's what I call Android and Windows users. They're just people who, you know, just can't can't make that Mac shit happen. Um, <laughs> I love the idea that I'm probably pissing off some people, but I know that there's people out there that that absolutely applies to. I just couldn't do it. I would rather use a slow MacBook. Not that I've ever had one, to be honest with you. I've had tons of Windows computers that I've paid lots of money for. And just no matter what, within a year, they're all spyware and virused up and everything like that. And I barely use them for anything but jerking off and, and doing the occasional Google search. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. How many people fucked up their computers with that Morpheus shit back in the day? LimeWire. Download this video. You click on it and it ends up being a goddamn virus or something or spyware. Like the amount of like recovery. Jason has a pretty expensive computer, but it's Windows. He's he's 50 and retarded. So he thinks that Windows is still the best thing. Right. And I, I'm pretty sure even the people who are on that Google thing, they know no one's got a Windows phone. All right. You got some sort of Android. I'll give Android that they are a very hefty number two. All right. They're the Nancy Kerrigan silver medalist of the nobody's out there rocking a Windows phone. All right. Because Windows is garbage. So <laughs> I'm trying to say it loud enough to piss Jay off and at the same time piss off anyone who's Windows on the thing. Do I own stock in Apple? No. No. So why am I doing it? Because I'm a fruit slave, according to some of my listeners. Um, and I'm fine with it. You know what? This fruit fucking works. All right. I think I think people that have to eat fruit every day for their insulin levels, they, you might call them fruit slaves too, but you know what? It's keeping them going. All right. So they're more than happy to be slaves to those fruits. And I'm more than happy to be a slave to Apple because that shit works. Now of all the ranting I was doing, all right, on the high end model of the MacBook right now, there is uh there's like a touch bar. It's like a light. Bar. I didn't even see it. Like I said, until Nikolai was, was typing shit in and all of a sudden the fucking buttons on the keyboard changed. I was like, what the, I looked down and it was a screen. There's actually like a screen that goes from one end of the other to the, of the keyboard, just at the top, there's regular keys, like all the, the letter keys and everything like that. They're all regular buttons, but at the top, there's a touch pad. 
and it changes based on what you're using on the computer. So if you're like in Safari, uh, like the browser, there's like a little, you know, magnifying glass to hit the search bar. When, when a video is playing the, the, you can be watching the video in full screen in front of you and the actual progress bar of the video is on that screen. So you can actually touch it and, and forward back all that stuff your volume buttons, everything like that. And it's interchangeable. If you go into to the messages, like the text messaging app, you can, you can hit the emoji button and then the whole bar just turns into emojis and you can scroll through them left to right, like a goddamn marquee and just tap the one that you want. When you're, when you're doing regular things on the, on the computer, like if, if a, you know, like a little pop-up window will come, well, you know, you know, do you want to do this next or cancel? Like next or cancel those two buttons are in front of you on the bar and you just tap one. So it's crazy. And it changes, like I said, app to app. You bring up the calendar, all the months of the year are in front of you on that bar. You just tap the month. It takes you right to it. So instead of having to scroll or exit to the thing, it's just boom. Like it's just, it, it's, it's that much faster. And I know everyone goes, mm, who cares? It's not a lot. I get that. But it was the same as like when someone's like, oh, tap your card instead of inserting it. Yeah. Who inserts and does it? You tap it done, right? Those microseconds adds up. You want to talk to the fucking nickel and diamond guy? Jay will, Jay will basically tell you what a five cent savings once is like how many times per night, per, per week, per month, per year, like that shit adds up and, um, I'm already enjoying it. The, but the only thing is that is at the top bar, there's the, is the escape button that that happens all the time. And when I'm typing, sometimes my finger will tap that not so good, but still getting the hang of it. Still brand new. Um, not to mention that the, at the end of the bar to the right is a tiny little square. It's the power button, but it is also the fingerprint recognition. So the MacBooks now have fingerprint recognition on the, uh, the right. And I'm sure there's people out there go, well, Google computers, the fucking windows will have them all. Yeah, I, I get it. I'm sure that fingerprint thing. Yeah. Phones have had it for a long time too. All right. That's nothing groundbreaking, but I still like the idea that I can set my Apple pay up and I'd be on Amazon and click checkout. And all I do is rest my finger on the thing and it, and it completes the purchase and stuff like that. So again, saving savings of time. Time is a currency that none of us get back. And when you're a fat fuck like me, I'm closer to the, uh, the old deadline. All right. Then, uh, then you guys are. So yeah, I'm going to save my time in little tiny ways. What the fuck am I ranting about? All I know is I I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying this new computer. Now it's a 13 inch. All right. Cause the 15 inch 3,200 bucks. That was tough to do. I couldn't, I, uh, I'd have, that'd be a real tough pill to swallow. And I know you guys are $3,200 for a fucking MacBook. Yes. But it was magic. It was magic. That's all oh, the, the process and all the stuff, all these things I don't understand. Ah, oh, give them to me, feed them to me. So I got the 13 inch It saved me a lot of money. And to be honest with you, the only reason I went with the 13 inches that, that, uh, and this is probably a duh for some of you, not for me, um, is that you can, uh, they're just like, well, you, if you need a bigger screen to do like graphic design, they're like, just, just get a monitor and you can plug it into the monitor. Um, Apple doesn't make their own monitors anymore. They make their own for the IMAX, but they've stopped making retina monitors. I guess they just, a, we're too expensive or, or people were buying, if they're forking out the door, they're buying an IMAX. So they're now partnered with o, uh, LG, the uh, the OLED display makers. Nice, one of the nicest displays on the planet, if not the nicest display on the planet. And um, and that's something I might treat myself to at Christmas or whatever. So the idea is I can plug my my MacBook into my into a monitor. So I'm, I'm thinking of getting a monitor for the, the desk here at home and I'll work that and then I'll just, you know, I just unplug the computer. So it's it's pretty powerful. It's doing its own thing. Um, yada, yada, yada. So bought the new computer, got it home, started to set it up. Right. And, uh, a benefit of being a cloud monkey is that I, um, I don't use, uh, I don't, I don't back my shit up or anything like that. All my stuff's on the cloud. I pay 10 bucks a month for two terabytes of cloud space. And I, I can lose my phone. I can lose my watch. I can lose my iPad. I can lose my computer. It doesn't matter. I buy a new one. All I do is enter in my Apple ID and password and boom, 
all my shit downloads back to uh to the thing. It's kind of it's kind of interesting. I know a lot of people are on the fence with the cloud stuff, and I was too, thinking like, well, who's gonna? Why do I need to put my stuff on the cloud? And whoa, I don't want them to have access. What happens if something? And then I'm like, who's gonna take better care of it? The fucking billion dollar company or stupid me? You know what I mean? You have a bad day, you're not paying attention. I've already had my shit stolen out of the car before, right? So the idea is that by having all of my stuff on the cloud, my computer, my phone, my iPad, all of those things are no longer the servers or the storage areas. They're just access points. So if I need to access my contacts or pictures from my phone, I can do that. If I need to access everything from my iPad or, or MacBook, I can. So I, I think, you know, like I said, I didn't have to back a thing up. I bought a new computer. I came home, I logged my shit into it and all of my stuff came back onto it. Boom. It was my computer within a matter of minutes. Now here's, here's the thing I got to do. I have to do blah, 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 blah. Sorry. I can't talk to him. I'm too excited. I do have to be honest about this. Um, uh, the one, the first one that I got home with had an issue. So once I updated the software on it, um, it had this crash screen between you and I, I told this to Nikolai too. I know Nikolai's going to check out the podcast. Thanks for listening, buddy. Um, he's actually into, uh, into podcasting as well. He's uh, setting up a studio and stuff like that. I'll have more info. I don't want to, I don't want to start getting into that shit too much. Cause I'll totally forget where I'm at right now. But, uh, yeah, Nikolai, uh, Nikolai's getting into podcast stuff. He's got a wicked little setup and who knows, maybe we'll even do an episode together. We'll, we'll check out his studio space. I'll, I'll, I'll plug that shit when I know more. So I'll wait on him to, to give me more info. But, um, while, um, while the update was going on, I was still mesmerized by this, this, you know, bar at the top that was just, like I said, it just changes all the time based on what app you're in. And, uh, I was looking at it and I knew where the touch fingerprint thing was. And I was like, Oh gee, I wonder where the power bar is. Cause this thing's getting ready to restart. You know, after the the thing, I'm like, I wonder where the thing is. And I was touching the fingerprint thing and I pressed in on it, figuring out that that was the power button. And I did that while the, the, the restart was happening. So I may have, I may have just shot it in the brain. It might, it might be my fault for what it's worth. But, um, anywho, I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, returned it because it was, it, it had this, this horrible, like, it would boot up. And then it would go back to the main screen saying like some issue with privacy thing, whatever. I, I fucked something up. Maybe, maybe, or it just was bucked into the box. Anyways, I had to go back to the store. I spent basically all day Friday doing this Mac stuff. So early on, I went to the store, came home, started setting it up. Then I got to the point where I had to bring it back, then come home, start setting it up again and do all the updates and download all my shit and make sure everything was, you know, if there was any loose ends off of the old one, everything was good. Then I had to wipe that one and then set it up for my mom and everything like that. And it just took me a, a long ass time. Um, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to go see uh, Mika and uh, his lovely wife, Mel and their new little one. Um, but just, I was, I was so fucked up with this and my mom needed the computer for something that she's doing. So I would have, I would have delayed doing that. Um, if I could disappointed, I didn't get to see my friends, but we'll make that happen soon. As soon as I get back from uh, the old LA. So yeah, thank you, Nikolai, for all of your help. Uh, super excited with this new Mac. I, I also, you know, it's nice to have a little bit smaller one with all this packing that I was doing. It's nice, uh, something a little bit smaller, a little bit thinner, a little bit lighter. I will say that. Um, yeah, is that interesting at all? Probably not. Sorry to yak on so far. Hopefully you're doing something different. Did you ever fucking shut the door on me again? All right. We were having a discussion, Jay. We can hear you. You you want me to interview you while you're sitting on the toilet? Why don't you leave the door open? I'll just leave the door open. Yeah, leave the door open. What do you want to talk about? What do you want to tell the listeners about right now? Hang on You want to tell them to hang on? Hang on. There was a floater in there. There no, there wasn't. You're not even using the bathroom? This is what it's like, by the way. 
Big Scary Jason Lawrence to everyone else, the guy that, <laughs> that we argue with each other all the time. What are you, are we going to have a shower? Yeah, can I post that picture? <laughs> We're going to know exactly how long Jay has a shower for. Uh, he's going in now. Start the stopwatch. Um, yeah, it's funny. Jay will come home drunk mm, seven, seven nights a week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he comes home, but he's also a big ham like me. So he'll come out in his underwear to go have a shower, but he'll pull his underwear up to his fucking nipples and just stand. I fuck. If anyone is ever with me, just ask me, I won't post it on social media. It's not fair. But if you're ever with me, just ask me to show you the picture. I'll show you a picture of Jay standing with his fucking old man underwear pulled right up to his nipples. <laughs> he looks like the, I tell me, he always looks like the Warner Brothers frog. Big, long legs, big, long arms. Then his little pot belly sticking out. Just looks like the fucking frog. I'm trying to, I don't know if it's the Warner Brothers frog that looks like that. Like, like the Hello My Baby one. That's what I'm thinking of. But I don't know if he has a little pot belly. But there's one that has a pop. It does. None of this is important, guys. I'm so sorry for wasting your time. We were on a bit of a roll, huh? Having some laughs earlier. <clears throat> then I started to get too specific on the issues that I was having. I was trying to take accountability for potentially busting a, a MacBook, and at the same time take the heat off Mac. Right? I can't mouth off about how superior Mac is and then talk about how I, I got one out of the box that didn't work. Um, jeez, ready to get back to it. All right. So I did samplings this weekend. All right. I, after, after telling you guys how much I hated doing the grocery store samples and how much I would never do them again. Um, my buddy, Eric at, uh, at karma that I work for, they, uh, he, he convinced me to give it one more shot. You know, actually, I don't even know if he convinced me. I think he, uh, he called me or sent me a message saying, Hey, I got some more grocery store things if you want them. And I was like, dude, fucking nightmare. Never wanted to do it again. Never want to do it again. And he's like, Oh, that sucks. And I was like, yeah, I just, I just don't, didn't like to He's like, cause we have a couple this weekend. And I go, what do you got? <laughs> what do you got? Where are you going? I'm going on this trip. What do you got? So he told me that, uh, I think that one of the, like a couple of them, they were doing cheese demonstrations. And then, and then one of them was veggie bites. And I go, veggie bites sounds easy. All right. Cause keep in mind when we're doing these demos, you got to, uh, I don't know if someone's banging on the door downstairs. I ordered something. So I want it to be there. I want it to be my thing. Um, when you're doing these demos for the LCBO ones that I do easy, you pour booze in cups. Boom. There you go. Have a sip, drink it. It's easy, easy peasy. And I bring the supplies. I mentioned this last time. I like being accountable for the supplies because I know what I got. I'm not expecting it to be there and then I got to run out or it's just a goddamn nightmare. And oh, we can only send this much expenses in. Make sure you ah, get the fuck out of here. You want to sell your product or not? So anyways, um, I, I hear cheese slicing. I go, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be sitting there with a cutting board and constantly going through cutting. I know that sounds like nothing. This is the part like, listen, I, I get what it sounds like, but when you're doing what I do, listen, when you, when you're used to a certain particular lifestyle, <laughs> I didn't want to be sitting there slicing fucking cheese. You know, it's more sanitation. It's more, and, and I get that it's more rubber gloves and fucking beard nets and shit that I don't want. And you know, I, it's just, it's constant, but I figure bites pour into a cup. Here you go. Boom here. Enjoy. Enjoy. So I take the, I take the veggie bite ones and, um, and I woke up that morning and I'm like, I'm going to start reading the stuff that I need to do for this, this sampling. And I, you done showering already. You didn't even shower. And I was wondering how long that screwdriver was going to stay up there. A biker shower. You washed your head in the sink. You just wet your hair. That's all it is. Where are you going? No, I, I never heard of a biker shower before. It's when you go in the bathroom 
You go to the bathroom at a gas station and you grab some paper towels and dab your armpits and then wet your hair. Oh, that's it? Okay, there you go. I don't know if you guys can hear that, but Jay says a biker showers when you go to a gas station. You wet your armpits because that's where that's the kind of sink I'd want to use. <laughs> you go somewhere else and do it. But yeah, you wet you wet a paper towel, stick it in your armpits, and then you wet your hair. That's a biker shower. I've heard an Italian have you heard of an Italian shower? No. Do you know what that is? That's again, I, whatever, it's prejudice, but that's basically where you just spray a bunch of cologne all over yourself. Yeah. That's an Italian shower. <laughs> yeah, biker shower, you just kind of just comb your hair. Yeah. Both of those guys are known for getting the ladies. But <laughs> um, what the fuck was I talking about? All right. Yeah. I was talking about how I didn't want to cut cheese. So I taught, I took what I thought was the lazy guy's way out and go veggie bites. Right. That sounds like, I don't know what I was thinking. It sounded like something to be easier. I didn't have to do a lot of prep work. Well, the morning of nine o'clock in the morning, I'm laying in bed, reading, reading the stuff that I need, the, the talking points for these products. And I find out they're like a, like a, like little frozen nuggets or whatever that I have to cook them in a skillet and you know, there's three different flavors and cook them. Make sure you get the skill. I'm sitting there. I'm like, I don't want to fucking do that. I'm thinking there's people in Costco who are sitting there cooking all day. I'm like, I don't want to be doing that. Uh, if I'm cooking, then I'm constantly occupied and I'm watching it. And this, you know, again, I get that to someone else with a real job. They're like, yeah, I wouldn't mind doing that. I'm like six hours standing and cooking. Fuck that. I don't like cooking for half an hour. I'm going to stand there and cook for six hours straight and veggie bites the fuck out of here. And <laughs> And it looks like, I can't even imagine what it looks like to somebody, some big fat guy, like, want some veggie bites? It's like, okay, how much, how much cheese and bacon fat did you put in there, pig fucker? Like, it doesn't, doesn't make any sense to me, but I, I was, I was even trying to think of a way to get out of it, to be honest with you. I didn't, I, I didn't want to do it so bad, but I'm like, look, just get over it. I had so much, so much anxiety over it. Not, not panic, but just, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to fucking do this, but I did it and, uh, and it was, it was lame and shitty and again i said it this time but i'm not saying it like some guy who i'm not saying it like jay every morning after he's been drinking all night i'm never drinking again i'm never doing one of these grocery store things again unless they guarantee me in advance that i get to to fuck the dog all day for better money than minimum wage those are my terms josh you want to do a grocery store can i do nothing all day the extent of my my thing is i'll open something and and hand out crackers that's it. What kind of crackers are these? No talking like the library. You read it and you move on. That's it. It's right. The box is right there. You have questions. You ask the box because that's how I found everything out. I don't, I don't research these things. Go to the goddamn website and be like, oh, what's this thing's backstory? Where's it from? Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? I'm trying to find out if it comes from a good family. It's fucking veggie bites. All right. They're, they're going to be boring. They taste like vegetables in, in mushed up chicken nugget form. All right. And they were, I've never, I've never sampled anything. I'm not going to say the name of the company because I don't want to totally shit on them, but they nope. Like I've never sampled something that a less people wanted to try from the get go. B the ones that did try would take a bite and then throw the other half out because it was disgusting. And I'll tell you this, they cost six 99 for 18 of these bites. And they are the size of. Hmm. Yeah. Like a, like a loony, a little bit larger than a loony. I'm trying to think of something that's a little bit larger than a loony, but they're like, they're like chicken nugget size, slightly smaller. And you get 18 of them for seven bucks at, and they're non-GMO gluten-free vegan, no soy. So it's like, again, it's good for you, but it tastes like it's good for you. 
know, take, take broccoli and beans and peas, mash them all up and form a nugget out of them. There you go. Oh, it's kind of bland. Yeah. That's why people don't like vegetables. If vegetables taste like bacon cheeseburgers, they'd be the popular ones on the plate. They don't taste like shit. So, uh, you don't hear me bragging about the meal prep I did. Was I? I talked about, I burned my face on fucking quinoa and the broccoli peas part of that discussion. Little, right. I went on about the Nando sauce. Okay. Cause that's, that's the part I was excited for. Ah, not actually as angry as I sound, but I, I, it's like they'd eat it and then they'd make a face like mm, not much to it's veggie bites. I didn't lie to you. I didn't tell you it was something it wasn't. I got to sit there and act like I'm disappointing these fucking troglodytes that are walking through the fucking store. And it's, a lot of them would come up and just grab one. They weren't even like, what is it? They come up and grab it. Cause it's free food and then just stuff it in their face and go, I don't like it. Yeah. You see me eating them. Uh, anyways. I really don't like these grocery store samples guys. If, if, if there's one thing you could take away from that is that free food in a grocery store. Like, again, I I'm sure the people at Costco who see me coming down the aisle, Hey, what do we got here? I think that's why the Costco people, have you ever noticed that? Like when they're cooking something like there's almost never any available. You're always like, uh, you got anything like, uh, 15 minutes. I'm like, yeah, I don't plan on just stand. Can you imagine standing there for 15 minutes waiting for your free, your free slice of ham or something like that, that they got coming out of the oven. I really want to try this cheese pizza. You never had cheese pizza before? Anyways, moving forward, I don't think I'll uh, I'll do these again. They don't bring out the best in me. That's for sure. I'm also still practicing that allowing myself to get angry temporarily thing and hoping that there's some funny involved in it. Because I can tell you right now, I do not care. I do not care for, for that stuff. And it does, like I said, I, I was anxious. I didn't want to do it. I was, I even asked my buddy if he was free. I wanted to make sure I filled. I wasn't just going to bail on them. I wanted to make sure that if I wasn't going to do it, I'd fill it up. But I decided to do it. I did both days. Didn't love it. Had a horrible time. And then I came home and I, uh, I had myself a little game fest. All right. And let's talk about that guys. Cause I really don't have anything else to report on my week. My week was working in the mornings and, uh, sorry, I'm picking it. Shit. I hope it's not coming through in the mic. I was working in the mornings and then playing video games in the afternoon. All right. And I'll tell you why I may have already said it. I am getting ready for red dead redemption Two, coming up in a couple of weeks, the day, actually a couple of days before I come back from Los Angeles, it's releasing. So that'll be, that'll be the only thing that, that has me looking forward to coming back from sunny California. IA is the fact that there is a brand new, massively uh, exciting game, red dead redemption Two. So a lot of you probably are not gamers and that's okay. All right. You can just sit there and fast forward, or you can listen and maybe get excited too. But, uh, I've been watching videos on, uh, on red dead redemption Two. I'm playing grand theft auto. Sorry. Let's get back to that. Let's finish the fucking points that I start. I'm, I'm playing that right now because I'm trying to unlock some trophies. All right. Things that don't matter in the real world, I'm trying to unlock some trophies for the online game. And, uh, you know, once, once red dead two drops, as they say, uh, no one's gonna be playing grand theft auto five anymore. It'll be infinitely more difficult to find matches and people to play with and stuff like that. So that's, that's why I'm, I'm playing this as much as I am. Um, I haven't sat in and marathon games in a long time, but I am having fun doing this, but it does feel like a bit of a grind. All right. Anyways, um, red dead two looks amazing. Old West. It's basically grand theft auto in the old West. And, uh, and there's videos. I won't tell you all about it. All right. If you are interested, I'll just point you in the direction. Uh, rockstar has some videos out called the red dead redemption Two uh, gameplay trailers. Check those out. This game looks incredible, incredible. So many things going on in it. Uh, hunting 
gunfights, robberies, heists, train train uh, events, like uh, you know you know taking care of your camp, creating bonds with your horse, you know everything to do from like how uh, the seasons change, and not just as the story goes on, but just 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 general time the seasons change, and you need to dress accordingly because if you don't, it it hurts your health and your stats and things like that. Um, you know your facial hair grows, so you know like it's it's they basically just thought of a bunch of different things that just make the game more immersive. Uh, you know, there's an honor system in it where you can be good or bad and the, the decisions you make affect how people treat you in towns. The world this time evolves. So as you're, as you're going about throughout the game, as time goes on, you know, uh, holes in the wall from banks that you've blown up will be repaired, uh, slowly, not, not like, well, you just come back and it's fixed, but slowly things will, will go back together. Uh, buildings that are being built. Cause again, it is the old frontier, right? Shit was developing. The, those buildings will get bigger and, and more completed as time goes on. So just a lot of things. They have over 200 species of wildlife that they say will interact with each other, whether you're there or not. So the whole tree fall in the woods thing, I don't know if it makes a sound, but bears will still eat deer in the woods. So you can be just going through the woods or whatever, and you'll see animals attacking each other and shit like that. Crocodiles grabbing, you know, I don't know what's to say. I've already used the deer example, right? Trying to be fresh comedically. I don't know. It's uh, it's, it's really cool. Um, so check out, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 gameplay trailers, even if you're not a gamer, just to see what video games are like now, what, what's going on them. It's, it's, uh, pretty cool. So I'm excited for that shit. What else am I going to talk about? Um, I do want to tell you guys that in terms of my, I'm going to where the pretty people are guys. I'm going to Los Angeles and, um, I, I have not gone to the gym in some time. It's even funny. My buddy, Peter and I, uh, who are going to the gym together regularly. Um, he messaged me last week and he's like, gym Thursday. And I was like, absolutely. Let's do it. And when Thursday rolled around, I did not feel like going. And my mentality was, all right, if he calls me, I'll go. But if he doesn't call me, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to play my games. I do not feel like doing anything. I've been very sluggish lately, um, which was also part of the motivation of me, you know, making the meals again and, and starting to eat better shit. But uh, when I was out in Barhaven doing the the tastings, I gave him a call and it was so funny. He was saying the same thing. I, I talked to him. I, go, I didn't hear from you, buddy. We didn't end up going. And he goes, yeah, I was, I, I, he goes, I was in the same boat. If you called me, I'd go. But otherwise, nah, I didn't feel like it. So uh, it was pretty funny. Yeah, funny, hilarious as my my heart gets more and more worn. I gotta, I gotta lose the fucking weight. I I'm struggling right now with, with just mentally. And, uh, I, I, I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm actually trying to be brutally, brutally honest. Uh, open myself up to a little bit of vulnerability. I, I, it's like a fucking drug, man. Like, I don't know. I don't know what your guys' addictions are or what your vices are, but like, and I'm not saying like I'm eating like crazy or anything. I'm not, I'm, I don't think I'm overeating. I'm definitely not eating the good stuff. You know, I was doing a good, a good while there while I was taking yogurt and granola in the morning instead of going through the drive-thrus. I'm back to hitting the drive-thru in the morning. Again, not going crazy, just having a breakfast sandwich and a hash brown or whatever, but it's still not good for you. I'm aware, but I don't know. It's like, it's definitely like a fucking addiction. Like I'm, I'm not sitting there going like, man, I really want to have a chocolate bar or anything like that. I don't know. I, I have the same thoughts of fat people that I'm sure skinny twins do is just sitting there and consuming all the time. But it's, it's like, it's like if you're trying not to drink and there's a fucking a, like booze in front of you, it's like a person who doesn't have that addiction will go, how hard it is, is it for you to just not pick up the glass and have the drink? But when it's right there, like there's always something we talk about, ah, it's not a big deal. Ah, next time or whatever. I'm, I find myself really struggling with just the, you know, don't have the, don't have the, uh, 
the granola bar. Like I, I get bored. I don't mean bored. Like I'm staring at the wall. Just, it's like, you know, I've gone a few hours. I've had something. I'll just grab something that's not, you know, not great. Sweet and salty bar or whatever. And it's like, you don't need that. Go, go make some food or something. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not even describing it properly, but I am, uh, I know I could be eating better and doing better. I I'm just, I don't know. I do not know what the fuck is going on with me right now, but I feel myself getting more sluggish and less ambitious. There's, um, I don't know if there's any depression probably is that I'm not aware of. Usually I can feel it when I'm, I'm feeling low. I'm not feeling low right now. Uh, generally speaking, I'm very excited for my trip. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't think, Hey Jay, how old were you when you hit your midlife crisis? 51. I didn't ask you how old you are. I asked you when <laughs> you think you're going to hit your midlife crisis next year. Yeah. You're not living to 102 for the record. I didn't, I didn't say you hit one. Have you hit one? Have you ever just, I mean, you're doing pretty good. You're a very angry person. You think so? I don't even really know what a midlife crisis is. All I know is that I have no idea what security. You start feeling old, you start doing things to be youthful. So you Do you think that's what it is? You start dating someone young, you start wearing tighter jeans. And really? Stay, trying to stay up late, doing things because you're feeling old. And- I, see, I don't even really know. I, I know that those are all signs of a midlife crisis. For me, it's like, do I know this comedy thing's going to work? What am I doing with my life? Like that. That's where I'm like. It's more like buying a sports car. So it's basically just denying where you're at currently. Wow. Well, then I don't, I don't know if you've had one of those. You're like Peter Pan. You're never going to grow up. So you don't, you're already, you've never been, you've never acted old except for when you take naps in the middle of the afternoon. And I do that too. The best thing. Anyone who shits on having a nap in the afternoon, go fuck themselves. All right. Naps, naps aren't even a person that I would defend, but like people will, will get in fights over their favorite sports team in a bar. If someone mouthed off about napping in the afternoon, I would, I would fight them on behalf of naps. That's how much I enjoy napping in the afternoon. It's great. It's overrated. Best part of my day is when I finally lay down in bed and stick my stupid vacuum cleaner on my face, <laughs> hit the fucking engage button. on. <laughs> oh, that's going to be tough to explain to a new chick. Good night, honey. I'm pretending there's no sound that comes out of it. Can you imagine, Jay? Would you be able to do that? Where are you going? I to work. You don't work. You gotta work. They can't sit all day and talk on their little machines. What are you talking about? That's all you do. <laughs> there you go, guys. Special guest today, Jason Lawrence. In and out here and there. Hey, is that thing on the front steps for me? I said, is that thing on the front steps? I heard a knock and I wasn't sure if it was you in the shower. You guys are going to listen to our conversation. Be quick. What's that? Is it there? Just leaves. Okay. Yeah, we got a lot of those. They're free. Anyone else's stuff covered in fucking leaves every day because of the fall? I don't know where in the world you guys are listening. Most of you in Ontario, but a lot of leaves on the ground this fall. I don't know. So anyways... I also know that Jay was within earshot that whole time. It's hard. It's hard to fucking, especially in a house where everyone's got issues, but nobody wants to fucking talk about them. Nobody wants to own them, wear the goddamn hearts in their sleeves. That's what you can't do that in this house. All right. Speaking of video games, you start to just to, to fucking show your belly a little bit, get a little vulnerable. That's like a boss battle, man. It's like, ah, oh, oh, his heart's exposed. Shoot him in the heart. Shoot him in the heart. That's where his weak spot is. That's the way it is. Trying to get real around comics, you know, show your belly a little bit and someone fucking get it. Stick a knife in there. <laughs> Um, 
but yeah, getting back to myself a little bit, uh, they're going to slow things down bring a little, I don't know, guys, I really don't know where I'm at right now. I, I feel in terms of myself, maybe it's not midlife crisis. I just feel like, uh, it's still that thing. Like I got, I got good news too, right? I'm headlining the, the Kingston club coming up in November. Um, I'm going to be doing more headlining in the new year. So I'm excited for that. The last weeks went well. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll get to headline my, my home club, uh, for the first time for an entire week, uh, coming up and I'll give you guys more details on that. So things are going well, but I guess I'm just kind of like, I'm, I am starting to feel like I'm not going to be able to turn it around health wise. Um, I'll say this and then I'll move on. Cause I don't find this particularly interesting but I'm just trying to like, I haven't gotten real with you guys with where my shit's at in a while. I'm trying to own it. And I'm trying to, to think like, why did I lose my, my moxie and my ambition? Um, I will say this and sorry, if this is your first time listening to one of my podcasts, you're like, what that, that other funny stuff was interesting, but you know, it was, it was some cheap laughs, but now what is he talking about? Why is he getting so goddamn dark? Um, I wasn't writing for a long time. Cause I was worried that I might not be funny anymore. Right. Losing my, losing my funny. Cause I started getting more mindful and whatnot. Um, so it's kind of like, don't try because then you can't fail, even though you're completely failing by not trying. Um, I, 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 same vein with my health stuff with the, the, you know, the losing the steam and stuff. I, I remember starting to think like, well, fuck, if I lose the weight, what's going to happen to all the extra skin and what am I going to look like? I'm looking at all these guys who are losing weight and going, they don't fucking look healthy to me, you know, in certain, in certain respects. So I'm starting to go like, fuck, well, what's, what's this going to look like? What's that going to look like? You know? like ah, just having all these confidence issues. And it's one of those just, I don't know, like I, I'm, that's, that's where I'm at. That's that. The, these are the thoughts that are going through my head, the anxious neurotic thoughts. And, and when you start going through that, what's the easiest thing to do escape, right? So what's the escape video games, drinking, eating, whatever the fuck it is, you know? And, and of course, in all the, the psychology books I've read, like, you know, these, these cycles are, are very easily identifiable. But in the moment, you know, and I even feel myself making the decision going, you know, this is not what you want right now. You know, this is the opposite of the thing that you're striving towards and still making that decision. And I'm not going to act. I'm not gonna be like, well, I feel powerless. I don't feel powerless, but I feel weaker than the urges. If that makes sense. All right. So I'm going to move forward just in terms of like the update. I'm, I'm definitely in a, in a, a valley, not a peak right now. I'm working on it. I'm hoping that this trip is going to be, and here's another part that's got me fucking down is a. I was worried about like, you know, the last time I flew South, I was at my heaviest when I went to Vegas and I did not fit well in the seats of the plane. That was an uncomfortable ride. And all my supportive roommates definitely made it a lot easier on me. Uh, no, it was brutal. Um, and I don't want on the plane. So I was like, Oh, this last week, I was like, these, these three weeks leading up to it, these two weeks, this is the last week. Now I'm like two days, three days away. And I'm like, Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm not at my heaviest. But I, I have not had the numbers go down on the scale at all. In fact, I haven't gone on the scale in like a couple of weeks and I'll bet you anything. It's, it's, I do not want to hit 300 again. I do not want to hit 300 again. And I, oh, fuck it. Give me one sec. Let's, let's, let's do this. I want to be real with you guys. Let me take this opportunity to find out exactly where I am. Give me one sec. All right. Not as bad as I thought. 291.3. And that's, uh, like I just ate before I started the podcast too. I had lunch. So that's not bad. That's not bad. I can live with that. That's actually closer to the 289 that I thought. Because I was 289. I was like, oh, I broke 290 for the first time. And then I, I checked, like I said, last time I was on the scale, was, I think it was like 294.5. And I was like, oh, fuck. That's like five, you know, five pounds back up. Usually weigh yourself in the morning, right? Apparently that's when you're like at your lightest or whatever. So, all right, not half bad. I might be, I might actually just be still just sitting around that. But the point is, it's not going down. All right. And I can move, move forward past this. But 
I'll bet you anything that uh, not getting on the scale for a while, especially after that last one was just like, oh, denial. If I don't know how much I weigh, I can just keep doing whatever I want. All right. Well, maybe when the podcast is over, I'll get back on the fucking, we got, I got an elliptical machine in the basement. I have no excuse. It's just, like I said, sometimes you, you get down and I, I wish I knew more and understood more about uh, the mental shit behind it, but uh, I don't, I don't know nothing and uh, whatever. So that's just where it's at for all of those, you know, who are always, you guys have been great. A lot of you very encouraging when the results were good. I haven't talked about it in a while. So uh, I just wanted to, to let you know where that is at. It is not in a good place. It's clearly not as, in, as a detrimental place as I, I thought, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, go, well, it's not as bad. I'm going to still stick to, or let's try to turn the shit around. So this next week is a big boost for my comedy. It's going to be a lot of walking around, but I got to tell you this, I have to tell you this. And I, I'm going to try not to, sorry for blasting the microphone. Um, I know I'm going to be in the States and I know that there's a lot of, of good, authentic, cheap food places, uh, in Los Angeles. And I know, I know I'm going to fucking eat something shitty every day, uh, just because of where I am, just because I'm half on vacation. So, um, just addressing that real quick, Mike and I are, are going to go to, uh, we got some good news. We got a car while we're there. So not a rental. We've, we're, we've got another comic who's going to be out of town and, uh, and needs us to sort of car sit. That's a new one, but you know, the way the States is, um, especially in big cities like that, where, uh, where that person lives, there is no place uh, for her to park her car. She has to move it regularly. So her being out of town, uh, and us having a parking spot at our Airbnb, uh, they have just decided to let us take care of their car for the week. So amazing right? I got good luck. Again, I can't complain too much about my life. Um, you know, I got, uh, I get good luck here and there. So yeah, I think, uh, I, what well, we know we're going to do is when we first get there, we're gonna go to Costco because I'm a huge Costco fan. I want to see an LA Costco. <laughs> um, just cause every Costco is different shit. All right. So fuck it. I want to see what they have in, in Los Angeles. And, uh, we're going to hit up Costco first day, get eggs, water shit. I may have mentioned this already, so I'm sorry if I'm repeating it, but, um, we're going to, we're going to do our best to be what good bitches. We're going to try to be good bitches while we're there and basically just have, you know, eggs and, and simple shit for breakfast. Not, not doing it all up. Just start the day off. Right. You know, do good to your body. We're going to go out and we're do some writing, uh, do some podcasts and things like that. Next episode, we'll be coming to you guys live from sunny California. IA. Um, and Mikey's going to be on it as well. Cause him and I are partners in crime while we're there. So, you know, we'll have the first half of the trip, which can be kind of fun. First half of the trip to report for you guys, you know, I'll tell you more about that as we get to the whole what's coming up section. But, um, before, yeah, I mean, we're going to the sponsors may as well. I mean, I'm talking about LA may as well just move right on to them. Point being is we're gonna try to do good first half of the day. And then it's going to be, we're going to be in comedy clubs every single night. So we know we're going to be drinking, uh, and there's fucking things like taco Tuesdays and stuff. And you're, you're kidding me that close to the border. I'm going to get to try real Mexican food. You know what I mean? Like cheap food truck, Mexican tacos and burritos. Oh my God. So yeah, I know I'm going to be putting on the weight. It's going to be a vacation trip, but I just, I'm trying to, I want to put my brain in a space where I can come back and, and get on the horse, uh, on red dead redemption too. That is, uh, no, <laughs> come back and, and try to find some sort of balance. You know, I'm still working on it. Fuck. And like I said, um, I've never thought of, of like food and stuff like that as an addiction. When people talk about it being an addiction, I felt like it's a way for you to wash your hands of it. But I'm telling you like those, those thoughts in your head, like I've drove, I've drove down streets where I'm away. Like I'm going to go home and cook something like that. That'll be healthy. And like my brain will go like, Oh, why don't you just go through like, you know, 
get Wendy's or something. I'm like, no, we're going to be fucking healthy. You know, I'm not getting drive through. I'm not getting fucking that food and then drive down. And 20 seconds later, it's like, oh, what about Subway? I'm like, no, it's not that that place was bad. You know what I mean? Like, that's what my brain's doing. It's like, oh, burgers are unhealthy. And then I'll drive and I'm like, oh, Subway's not bad. No, we're not eating out. We're saving the money. We're going to go home and make real food. You know? Well, I'm pretty sure quiz knows it. Stop it. You know, I could just get a salad at some, no, go home, make real food. It's just, it's crazy that your brain just keeps going back. Like it's, like I said, it's like, it's just, it's just like an annoying child. That's just, eventually you're just like, okay, shut up here. You know? And it just, I, I don't know. I don't feel myself winning those battles. I got to I'm sorry. It's not funny. I got to move on. I got to move on. Um, moving right along to what it is partner time on the one man podcast, portablepress.com. Sorry to give them such a shitty, <laughs> no pun intended segue, uh, into that. But, uh, last week, you know, we talked about how to make, uh, how to make a handgun, right? How to make a gun. Well, some of you might've thought, you know, well, Josh, it's great to have a little Dennis the menace, you know, snap pop gun when you're in LA, but you know what? What if you don't have bullets? It's great to have the gun, you know, but what are you going to shoot? All right. You're missing the accessories. You know, walkie talkie with no battery, ain't no walkie talkie, right? Well, good, good on you guys to mentally think that and send those thoughts towards me because this week I'm going to tell you how to make bullets. That's right. I'm going to go to Los Angeles with my hat with uh, not really in case TSA is listening in (laughs) doubt they are, but just in case they Google me real quick when I'm at the fucking customs and go, Oh, what is this? How to make guns and how to make bullet shit. I'm not bringing a gun. I know how to make a gun. Should I already be weapon free on the other side of the border? I told you guys how to make a gun. All right. Now I'm going to tell you how to make bullets. All right. Mm -mm. Killing a delicious or ferocious beast with a gun you made yourself CBH 166. And we heard last week will fill you with a sense of pride and industriousness. But to really earn the title do-it-yourselfer, shouldn't you also make your own bullets? I think I've addressed this. Of course you should. In fact, before the industrial age, this is what they did in the Old West. So what you'll need, all right, take notes. Electric or gas stove, candle wax, five to six pounds of lead, crayons, a large durable cauldron, right? So if you're a witch, you're already in the money. A metal ladle, bullet mold, uh, see, now we're gonna have to find out how to make bullet molds. God, it never ends. That's how they get you. Uh, ventilation mask and lubricant. <laughs> we got some of that laying around, don't we, fellas? Uh, okay, so that's this is this is uh, how you do it. Okay, how to do it. First, you'll need to get your hands on some actual lead. That's not easy these days because the government has restricted the use of lead in most applications because it's really poisonous if handled incorrectly. That stuff in pencils, it's graphite, not lead. I knew that, did you? Still, you can probably find some at a local scrap metal yard or an auto shop because lead is commonly used in wheel weights or in old plumbing parts. Two, it doesn't matter what form the lead is in because you'll just be melting it down. Turn your stove on full blast, dump your lead into the cauldron and heat it up. I don't know why they didn't say like pot. I know a cauldron is very funny to me. Uh, maybe because it's October. <laughs> you may want to work outside and try to avoid inhaling the fumes because again, lead is very poisonous. After 20 to 30 minutes, you should have molten lead, probably with a little crud floating on top. Three, you'll need to remove the impurities from the lead through a process called fluxing. Ah, I know what fluxing is. Simply drop a bit of candle wax or even children's crayons into the molten lead. Stir occasionally with your metal ladle. Any impurities in the mixture will adhere to the wax and eventually rise to the top. Skim that off with your ladle. Four, at this stage, you could pour your molten lead into something like a muffin tin and allow it to cool, forming ingots. These small, evenly sized bits of alloy can be easily stored and broken down for use later on. 
or you can ladle the molten lead into your bullet mold. Bullet molds have been around for hundreds of years and come in many varieties, but generally look like something, uh, sorry, generally they look like something like a pair of pliers. Uh, once the lead has been poured inside, pulling the handles seals the mold. Okay. Where do I get that from? You didn't tell me where to get that. Uh, after allowing the lead to cool for just a few seconds, open the mold. Most bullet molds will also shave off any excess from the sill soft lead as they open. Well, that's cool. I want to see that done. Why don't we just fucking, you know what? Maybe I'll, uh, get some YouTube links next week or something to find or actually make bullets. Uh, you can drop the bullets either onto a towel or into a bucket of water to cool. We suggest the water because it will make a cool sizzling sound. Uh, homemade unjacketed bullets need to be lubricated or they will leave residue in the barrel of your gun. And who wants that? Simply squirt a little bit of your lubricant of choice into each bullet and allow it to dry. Just like that, you've taken a highly poisonous metal and turned it into some, into a lethal projectile. Yeah, but then you've made the bullets. You haven't made the entire shell and casing. So that's oh, whatever. That's how you make bullets. I don't know. I feel like you're missing an important part there, guys. Huh? What about the fucking the shell and the and the gunpowder? I guess I guess it does say how to make bullets. Not, you know, I thought finished product. Hmm. Cliffhanger. Uh, how to escape being tied up. This is a little extra that they've added to the end of this article. Not exactly related, of course, because if you're tied up and you got a gun or a bullet to throw in someone's eye, that should help you out. How to escape being tied up. Although this rarely occurs outside the movies, it does happen. If it happens to you, here's a neat magician's trick. Houdini used it that may help you escape. While your captor is tying you up, make yourself as large as possible by inhaling and pushing your chest out. Flex any muscles that are being tied up, but do it as subtly as possible so as not to raise suspicion. When your captor leaves, relax. You'll get at least half uh, an inch of slack in the ropes, which should be more than enough for you to wiggle your way to freedom. Hey, I guess you can't really, you know, this book was sitting next to you after you're already tied up and you're like, huh, huh, how to escape it? Oh, shit. It's too late for step one, but that guys is my partners at portablepress.com. Uncle John's bathroom readers. Uh, my partners at portable press have actually sent me the new, the new one they've got coming out guys, 31 annual actual and factual bathroom reader. All right. That one's coming up. I will, I will be doing uh, an article from that one in, uh, in Los Angeles. All right. Ooh, the police or the ambulance, the ambulance. Oh, with that, I'm ex I'm excited, guys. PortablePress.com. You can check out the the new one. Like I said, actual and factual bathroom reader. It's thirty first, thirty one years they've been making these. Um, they also sent me Strange Science and Strange History, which I also can't wait to to start pulling articles from. So uh, very excited for that, guys. Check it out. I'm I'm looking forward to reading my copy, and uh, we'll uh, I will bring you. Uh, an article from it next week in Los Angeles. I got to start reading through it and see what will be relevant. Um, with that, my partners at absolute comedy. All right. So absolute comedy, Jason would like me to let you all know that holiday party bookings has already begun at absolute comedy. Um, busiest season of the year for us. Stand up comedy can be brought to you. As I've mentioned in the, uh, the ad that I play every single week, if you or anyone, you know, has an office or, or work party that they'd like to plan, know that they can either come to the club and have dinner and show provided to them there. Or if they're hosting an event and would like some comics brought to them, that is always an option. Absolutecomedy.ca will get you in touch with the right people to uh, to get some more info on that if you're interested. Absolute Comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on Just for Laughs, Netflix, Comedy Central, CBC's The Debaters, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, The Comedy Network, and much, much more. 
Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to absolutecomedy.ca. Again, that's absolutecomedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America. The sun gives life to the orchard. The orchard gives life to the apple. The apple gives life to Summersby. Summersby is a delicious sweet taste of sunshine imported across the ocean all the way from Denmark. The people in Denmark are smarter, and so are you if you drink Summersby. <laughs> With flavors like apple, blackberry, pear, elderflower lime, red rhubarb, and a taste as regal as this fake accent, there's something for everyone to enjoy. And now, you can try them all in the Summersby Mixer Pack, available wherever fine beverages are sold. So go on, and try for yourself the crisp, refreshing taste of Summersby. Ah, your taste buds deserve it. Please drink resplendently. Oh, and with that, we're back, guys. And uh, and who did I forget? Did I even forget them? Or is it me being cleverly coy? It's my partners at DK, Dorling Kindersley. And for this week, I have two books I'd like to review, both on the classier side of things. And for that, I'm going to add a little bit of classy music. I'm going to have to turn it down a little bit. Here. Hmm. How are we doing with this? Ah, yes. Yes. Like Masterpiece Theater little bit of Bach, Johann Sebastian Bach, that I will play in the background. While we enjoy my reviews of this week's books from DK Dorling Kindersley, the first book that I'll be reviewing, guys, I love this music, by the way, um, and I'll explain to you why why I'm listening to, to, to Bach, Johann Sebastian, comma. Um, first book I'm reading this week or I'll be reviewing, I should say, is writers, their lives and work. All right, all right, settle down here. Johan, you calm your tits. There you go. Is that good? There we go. It's just in the background. You can hear it. It's making its way down your ear canals in a lovely way. Guys, Writers and Their Works is a spectacular book. Now, I have to tell you, I have not gotten all of the way through it yet. I will most certainly be completing this book in the next day or two. Um... Writers, Their Lives and Works is a really, really, really cool book. As always, DK marries information with imagery masterfully. Um, and in this book, it's it's almost like, I don't want to say it's an encyclopedia, because it's not. It's set up in the usual way where you get all sorts of information on the writers. But here's the thing. A book that called Writers and Their Works, you, you know, Their Lives and Works, you may think would be more or less, a, you know, a brief little summary of the author and then really focused on the um, you know, the works themselves. Whereas this book, it actually talks a lot about the writer themselves, their life and what they were going through. It's almost like biographies of writers and then intermittently placed with the works themselves as, as you know, like a timeline thing. So I, I don't, um, it, it, it's, it's spectacularly done. Absolutely spectacularly done. I, I know that, um, I'll give you an example in a second, but I just want to, to, to highlight some of the, 
um, writers that they've got in this book. They have over, if I'm not mistaken, let me just double check the back. I think it's over 80. Yeah, 80 great novelists, poets, uh, playwrights, things like that. So the way that the book is broken up is it's broken up into time periods. So, you know, chapter one is pre-19th century. Then there's early 19th century, late 19th century early 20th, mid 20th, and then writing today. So that's the six chapters that they have in this book. And to just give you an idea, because some people are not really familiar with when people were, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, I'm very familiar with Shakespeare's works and I know he was married to Anne Hathaway. The first time I ever heard the current Anne Hathaway's name mentioned, I was like, yeah, hey, that's Shakespeare's wife's name. I'm pretty sure she's dead. Um, I didn't realize he was born in the 1500s, uh, 1562 to be exact. If I'm not mistaken, let me go back and double check to see if I maintain that information that I know that the globe theater, the globe theater, his theater in, uh, in London was built in, uh, 1609. Was it 1609? I'm going to put it right here. The original globe building burned down. Yeah. 1599. God damn it. 1599. It burned down in 1613. Uh, when a cannon went off and burned the fucking ceiling, burned the whole thing down. They rebuilt it in 1613. Uh, was it 1613? Yeah, they rebuilt it that same year and then it was closed for good in 1642. 1997, they made another one, um, at the original site and, uh, and it's still there now, but anyways, so, um, <laughs> yammering on poor Sebastian, like I, I could imagine dudes rolling over his grave. He's like, Am I, did I make this music? So somebody could just ramble on about a book. What I liked about this was in here. So not only is there a picture of Shakespeare's home that he grew up in with his, with the, where, where him and his family lived when he first grew up, there's images of his first folio edition that came, contains 36 of Shakespeare's plays. There is the only known, uh, painted portrait of him in here, which is actually beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. And it's called the Cobb portrait because that's the family that owns it. Um, it goes on about his life, his marriage, his kids, how he moved around, where he got his start. Like it's it's really interesting about the author himself, but at the same time, it's talking about when he when he wrote what, and you could basically see um, a contrast of his work based on what was going on in his personal life at a time. So again, this book isn't so much to to talk to you about the writing, like the works itself, because if you wanted to, to read Romeo and Juliet, you go out and buy Romeo and Juliet, you know, or or a, a complete works of Shakespeare. So this book isn't so much about telling you about the works and what they were, because you, you know that, you know, if you're interested in these authors, you'll already know that. But what's cool about this book is that it gives you a, a much deeper look at the person themselves and their timeline. And of course, in each person's section, there's also timelines of what was, you know, what, what works they did and when. So not just like talking about it and going, oh, here it is. It's, they've actually got the, uh, the key works timeline along it. So every, every author, you've got that little piece there as well. You can see what came out when, and then of course all the other stuff. So just to, just to, to highlight a few, I won't be going into depth on any more of these. Um, not that I really went into depth on Shakespeare, but it was just, like I said, little, little points. I picked him because I know he's popular. Everyone knows who William Shakespeare is versus if I told you, you know, some stuff about Mary Shelley, you might go, who the fuck is that? Well, Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein, right? So that's a big one. Um, Voltaire is in here. All right. Uh, who else were some of note? Um, Jane Austen stuff was in here. Edgar Allan Poe, Charles Dickens. All right, so you get to learn more about these guys, and that's in the early, you know, uh, pre-19th century and early 19th century guys. Uh, Walt Whitman is in here. Dostoevsky is in here. Um, 
who's a couple other ones? Emily Dickinson, of course, Mark Twain, right? Which everyone knows Mark Twain was a pen name. That was not his real name. Um, who else? Oscar Wilde. And, uh, here's a funny one. I just thought it was, I don't, I don't know who Anton Chekhov is, but what I do know is, uh, uh I think his name is Alexei Chekhov in Star Trek. The character was played by Anton, uh, Yeltsin in the movies. So how about that? Anton Chekhov. Very cool combination of the two. Uh, only to me for knowing those two things. Nobody else gives a shit. All right. Who else we got here? We got uh, Virginia Woolf. All right. She's early 20th century. For anyone who didn't know that, Virginia Woolf is in here. Um, who else? T.S. Eliot is another big one. F. Scott Fitzgerald. Ernest Hemingway. George Orwell, mid 20th centuries. Okay. Um, and it's funny too, because as it, as, it, as it gets into the more recent, I know less and less of who these people are. So how about that? The longer you've been dead, the more likely it is I know all about your works. Um but yeah, so George Orwell, I'm looking for another one here. Samuel Beckett kind of rings a bell to me personally. And I haven't gotten all the way through the mid 20th. So that's where I'm, I'm done. I'm still learning about these guys. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> not to get too fucking just dragging it down. I'm looking for the, the writing today and I'm trying to trying to see if I recognize one of them. Uh, John Updike. I don't know. Could be a senator for all I know. Um, yep. Seamus Heaney. No idea. W.G. Sebald. Huh? Why isn't that fucking J.K. Rowling's bitch in here? Oh, I don't know, because maybe she's not that fucking good, you Harry Potter monkeys. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I, I don't recognize any of the names from writing today, so how about that? All right? Die, and then I might... <laughs> I told. Listen, if you are... Uh, if you're a reader and you appreciate the classic writers, this book is a must. Without question, it's a must. On Facebook and, and Twitter, I have the links to get your own copies. Uh, you go to dk.com slash ca or dk.com in the States. And um, and then you can pick whether you want Amazon or, or Indigo or whatever you want. All the links are right there at DK's website because they make things easy on you, just like me. You know, just like, like the serendipitous partnership that I have with DK. You know, it's fantastic. So um, if you, if you would like authors, writers, their lives and works, great, great, great book. It's absolutely beautiful. Like I said, you're going to get portraits. You're going to get the works. You're going to get the behind the scenes. So this is more about the writers than it is about the, the work themselves. It'll, they'll reference the work, but they will not go into, you're not reading a book about books. You're reading a book about people who happen to write books, poetry, plays, things like that. So having said that, all right, uh, the other book that I'm reviewing this week as the music stops, is the classical music book. Hmm? Isn't that great? One song ends, the next one begins. Let's bring this one up a little bit here, huh? Give me some. Give me some. Yeah. Yeah. That's not classical music. That's hip-hop music. I, uh, I really enjoyed this book. I, I know about as much about classical music, at least prior to reading this. I knew, um... I didn't know much classical music. I mean, I could tell you Johann Sebastian Bach. I could tell you uh, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. But I really didn't have a ton of... Uh, I didn't have a ton of knowledge on it. This book is very fascinating because it, it tells you about classical music all over the world. Again, time periods. All right, all right. You settle down there, fucking opera dude. All right. I didn't realize there was gonna some guy fucking chiming in. All right. Pavarotti. That's one I know. Who's another one? I don't know. I, it's, this book isn't so much about fucking 
opera, but there is opera in it. I mean, it's classical music, guys. Um, it's part of the Big Ideas Simply Explained series, which a lot of you have already got one or two books from already. So, you know, if you're a collector of the series like I am, then you don't even have a fucking choice. You got to get this book. All right. But uh, there's a lot of poetry and a lot of inspiration in this book. It, it'll give you an idea of classical music. And again, it's influence on the ages because classical is one of the most, you know, classic types of music. All right. They're not talking about fucking early 15th century hip hop or you know, country music. All right. Two of the world's most insecure forms of music, if you ask me. And I know you didn't. Um, but I'll tell you this, both country music and hip hop. If the fucking idiot would shut up in the foreground, the guy who, who felt the need to put lyrics on it. I'm like, there's, there's some good, a toe tapping sounds in both of those. Just when you listen to the, <laughs> or the, yeah, yeah, of the stuff, uh, it kind of takes away from it. So, uh, I love that those things are broken up into the like the sections of classical music. There's a whole section on romantic music, uh, romantic classical from 1810 to 1920. Like I, I'm not going to give a great review on this one. Um, again, I got almost to the end. Um, I spent so much time in this while I was reading it because I, I put music on when I read again. I got the fucking comics ADD. Um, I I would just I would see a name. And I would Google it in Apple Music and I would put some of their music on. So as I was reading about them, I was listening to their music. Fucking amazing way to experience this book. I have to tell you, if you have Spotify or Apple Music, do that. Because it's it's outstanding to be able to go through some of these names and and find some of their stuff. Not all of it was easy, I have to say. Um, I, I like I the one... Uh, so the, <laughs> there is uh, in, in one of the sections, the romantic 1810 to 1920. Um, there's, a, there's a nice quote from a, a piano concerto, uh, Camille Saints. I don't even know saying that right, but it says, I live in music like a fish in water. Uh, it was very, very cool. Um, but yeah, just listening to different people um, and their works and reading about them. It's, it's very much, I, I chose to do these two together because with classical music and writers, it, it's, they are very romantic periods. You know what I mean? I, I, I truly feel like, I feel like I could pick up a guitar and throw a few chords together to just kind of lay down the foundation of, um, of a song, you know, and the same thing, like you, you watch stuff. I'm not trying to take away from any musicians right now. And I mouth off about people instead of just praising this book. What I mean is like, you see how some music is made right now where people throw a little drum kit and just start popping things, make a basic beat, and then just start throwing in some little sounds. Like, I'm not saying that there isn't creativity in that there is, there's, and there's a ton of it. It's still beyond what I'm capable of. But the idea that, like, just listening to what you're listening to right now, you know what I mean? There's, there's, there's a little bit of cello, a little bit of violin, a little bit of flute. There's wind. I think with classical music, there's so many, like you look at the opera, you know, or the, or the symphony and you see how many pieces are there and you go, one person wrote all of that. You know what I mean? Like they had to understand, they didn't have computers where they could look at the levels. You know what I mean? And, and see what each piece was and everything like that. Like they, they had to see and hear this in their head somehow to be able to orchestrate it and to, to, I mean, that's, let's put it this way. The word orchestrate in and of itself is referring to the orchestra of having to manage all that shit. So I don't know. I just, I feel like we're in a time now. There's still people, there's still composers obviously that are doing this stuff, but you look at guys like, um, what's his face? Hans Zimmer, Hans, Hans Zimmer or Hans Zimmerman. Uh, who are making, you know, symphonies and stuff for movies that you just don't even hear 
in the background. You're not even paying attention to the music that's going on. It just, it adds to the scene. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to praise simply the fact that, that these people are, are, are insanely talented, especially the ones who were not working with computers. They were working with just raw emotion and it wasn't about being, it wasn't about getting signed by a record label. Can I add that to it? Just the history of music. That's almost what this is. It's almost a, uh, the history of music book. You know what I mean? As opposed to just the classical music book. Um, these were people who were inspired by their emotions, by their feelings, by the moods, by the events of their times, which is another good way to describe this book. I'm going on too long. I know I'm sorry, but, um, I really thoroughly enjoyed reading this book while accompanied with the music itself. Um, because when they start talking about what was going on in the times or whatever, you could actually just hearing the music at the same time. I could feel it very strange. Um, huge praises to this book. Okay. You, you could find a worse way to go out and spend 20 bucks guys. And I guarantee you at Costco, another fucking, oh, sorry, it's 30, 32 in Canada. If you were to go to one of the things, you go to the website and pick it up. It's still fucking worth it. I spent, spent $32 on a Blu-ray. Okay. I'm telling you, this will bring you way more joy. Um, and if you're like me, you go to Costco, these big ideas, simply explained series, they end up at Costco all the time for like 16 bucks. So another reason to shop at Costco and to pick up the big idea, simply explained series books. When you see them there, as well as, uh, uncle John's bathroom reader guys, actual and factual, I guarantee you in no time it's, it's coming out uh, very soon. If not already, um, you'll find that at Costco too. All right. So you get, you get good deals. I'm, I'm all about savings here at the one man podcast guys that is the classical music book, big ideas, simply explained as well as writers, their lives and works. You got to check them out guys. All right. That's my partners. Um, let's, uh, let's, let's fade this out. Nice and slow. Yeah. Did I do that seamlessly? Probably not, but let's, uh, pause. God damn it. Is it even paying attention to me? My phone freeze. Huh? That's a smooth transition. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, 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 I really, yeah, I, I know I went on a lot of that, but, uh, and it's still not a very structured review, but I, I really enjoyed it. Like, again, I could go into it, but I feel like to pick one or two people and to talk about this tiny little thing doesn't really give you the essence of the book more of, of just like, a, like I said, um, and I, I really can't tell you what this book would have read like had I not listened to the music. But again, I, I've, I've said my piece on it, check it out. One not to be missed. I really, I, I'll be honest with you. DK is great to me. If I asked them to send me something, um, they're, they're outstanding about it. And, um, and this was one, like I said, because I own the series, um, I, I wanted this one. Um, I wouldn't have got it had I not, like, it's not one of those ones where I'm like, oh, classical music. It's, it's not my jam. I will listen to classical times, but I listen to stuff I already know, you know, um, same with itself. Um, the, uh, what was it? The well, the overture, the, the Wells overture, something overture is the music that I use in the summers B app or ad, I should say. Um, and that's classical music from a certain time. The William tells overture. That's what it's called. All right. So, um, but if you're, if you're, if you like music and you have an appreciation for it, I, I certainly appreciate it. I, I almost like if I knew that there was like the symphony shit going on here in Ottawa, I think I would actually go out for an evening and just, and just watch the, 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 the what's the, 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 the not it's not serendipitousness. It's not the serenity. God, there's a word that I'm looking for and it's going to drive me crazy. I'm not gonna be able to move on until I think of it. It's an S word. I feel like this, not the symmetry, but it's something close to that. Jesus, the harmoniousness. It's not that. Oh, whatever, whatever. I, I'll, this is my life guys. This is the kind of thing that'll hang me up in a day is a word that I can't find. It's on the tip of my tongue. 
you're probably screaming it at the fucking podcast right now. Not sinew, but it's closer. Seamlessness. Nope. I'm not editing all these gaps out either. I'm just going to go with it. Okay. I'm going I'm to have to pull my computer. The computer's coming. Computer's coming. We are going to find out what this word is. In the meantime, thank you to all my partners at DK, my partners at Absolute Comedy, Summersby, and of course, uh, ooh, what's this? Fingerprint to get myself in? That was nice and easy. All right. We're going to go with, <laughs> and it's not even important. Stop it. All right. Now they're just sending me fucking, I hate logging to my computer, just being email after email to the point where I will forget what I was doing. All right. Seamlessness. I don't think that's what it is. Seamlessness thesaurus. There's gotta be words for it. Smooth, consistent, absolute, harmonious, uninterrupted, ideal, flawless. Uh, fuck. Um, it's not serendipitous because I don't think that's the right word that I'm looking for. Synergy. I think it's the synergy that I'm looking for. I don't know how to spell that. <laughs> I don't even know what I just said. Synergy. I think that's the one that I was looking for. Synergy. Uh, yeah. Harmony union. You that's the fucking one I was looking for. All right. I, that, how about that guys? Isn't that a weird way to live your life? You just cannot move on mental. I wouldn't have been able to do it. Like I, the, I'm telling you the mental grief, the feeling of failure to, to have a word and not be able to fucking pull it up. Like sitting at the sitting and listen, any of you <laughs> who were sitting there going synergy, synergy, it's synergy. You fucking idiot. I'm like seamless stitcher. Nope. Anyways. All right. You were there. Um, yeah. The synergy of the orchestra is what I like. Those people are fucking talented as hell and be able to. And can we talk about how fucking hard it is to read sheet music? Jesus. What a talent. Here's some sheet music and read it. Just, I, I can't even make it out. Can't even make it out. You look at that and you, and the, t the fact that there's somehow a timing thing on that, you still have to have timing, right? People who can't dance or can't hold a beat, right? You're going to, you're just looking at paper. You just somehow have that time in your head. I don't know if there's a metronome, you know, in the orchestra. Anyways, uh, moving on. I, I'm, I'm thoroughly immersed in the world of classical music right now and, um, and loving it. I'm telling you right now, the fact that there's no lyrics, um, it kind of helps me stay focused while I'm doing other things. Didn't, didn't do much. I mean, you know what? I don't even know how much I stuttered during that review. I was searching for the direction that I was trying to talk because there was so much stuff to do, but in terms of stuttering and not being able to think because my brain was all over the place, I think the, the classical music helped. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't have been able to read two fucking books or almost read two fucking books this week. Had I not, uh, had I not been playing some of that music in the background, very calm and soothing. I'm actually starting. I even twice this week, uh, went to sleep playing some of the classical music. It was very nice. Um, all right. And having said that guys, we'll talk about this week, huh? This week coming up. What can I say? Um, I'm doing a spot at absolute comedy tonight. Tonight, today, of course, being Tuesday, I always record the podcast on Tuesday, make sure it is available for you guys on Wednesday when you need it. Um, tomorrow I'm doing a, uh, breakfast event. That was the, the email just popped in to give me more information on. Maybe I'll read that tomorrow morning. Start starting at honestly guys at five, uh, five 30 in the morning is when I got to get up and, and be there for six 30 in the morning to do some breakfast event. I don't even know enough about it. Hey, why don't I tell you guys, why don't I do this? Hi, Lamus, Josh and Max. I hope that you had a great Thanksgiving weekend. I'm excited to be working with you this weekend, October 17th, or I'm sorry, this Wednesday. I can't read. Uh, 
you know, oversharing. October 17th, which will be our fifth event of the eight city series. The event is at TD place located, blah, blah, blah. The event is taking place in the autos club located on the club level of the stadium. Sounds boring. Please dress in black, blah, 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 blah. And then I got an email today. Was this at six two oh seven PM? Is that now? One forty three. When the hell did this thing come in? Two oh seven PM. I get this. Hi, Lamus, Josh, and Max. Uh, they didn't even put it in alphabetical order. I am looking forward to working with you tomorrow morning, bright and early at six thirty AM. Please confirm that you have received this briefing document and let me know if you have any questions. All right. Well, this is how I respond to this shit. Respond. Hello. I am receiving this message. <laughs> I'm receiving. I received. Oh yeah. Cannot commit. I received this message. Um, in terms of the briefing document, are you referring to the one attached to the previous email or is there a new one because I received no attachment to the, to this one. There we go. How about that? Can I even, and then I'm going to go back and see if there was even anything attached to the original one. The person's like asking for help cleaning up afterwards too. Uh, sure. If I'm still on the clock, don't save. Yeah. Run of show document. I think it's just like an itinerary. This isn't interesting guys, but this is, this is the shit I do during the day. You know, I've got some people who are like, so you just don't do anything all day. I'm like, I do all sorts of things. I read fucking bore. Jesus Christ. Four pages of reading. <laughs> I love making it sound harder than it is sometimes just as a joke, but there is a lot of shit that goes on. Um, yeah. So my. My thing, uh, let's respond to this thing here. Let's respond. All right. So yeah, boom. I received this message. Why? Uh, that's what the, the one man podcast is just going to dissolve into. It's just going to dissolve into me reading emails and then responding to them verbally into the mic for you guys. Let me let them know who this is. There we go. I want a signature. Yes. Put a signature on there. Boom. Now it seems more official. <laughs> there we go. All right. So, uh, I'm doing spots at absolute comedy tonight being Tuesday. I'm doing that breakfast event, whatever the fuck it is. Um, still haven't read it. I maybe should probably start devoting a little time to reading these things. They're usually pretty straightforward and easy. If they're willing to hire someone with no training. They're going to throw me two pages of information and go, ah, now you're trained. <laughs> it's a good thing. I don't not responsible for anything, you know, shy of cooking people's food and handing their, you know, potential children, alcohol and stuff. Those are the kind of people you want trained. Um, I do a spot tomorrow night at absolute comedy as well. Thursday. Um, I'm going to be doing, uh, just Uber. Like Thursday is the last day before I leave. So Thursday is going to be, you know, uh, you know, shave, uh, shave the head, get my face, my beard all done up for my trip. And then to do a little bit of electrical work for a friend. I'm actually just popping over to get something done for him real quick before I go. Cause he needs to get his, uh, his stuff done. So I'm giving a hand with that. But uh, Thursday is going to be just, uh, I think it's just going to be, you know, checking systems, making sure everything is packed up proper. I've got everything I need because again, I'm really looking forward to hitting the ground hard in Los Angeles and just seeing comics that I'm buddies with, um, recording the podcasts 
with some some prominent uh, prominent people having a you know a new episode. It'll be a lot more interesting for you guys with Mike and I because we're gonna have a lot of stories to tell. So next week's episode won't be me sitting here trying to read emails from people. Uh, it's going to be me just being super excited about all the fun shit that we're doing. Um, next, uh, what is it? So we we leave on Friday early morning. We got to be at the airport for seven in the morning. Um, it's a it's a big travel day. We've got a, a long stop in Toronto. But uh, with the time change, we'll get there and still have some time on our hands to, you know, uh, have some fun on Friday night. I think we're going to pick up the car and maybe try to hit a show or two. Uh, it'll be a great, great first night there. Can't, cannot fucking wait. Um, Saturday and Sunday, I have some stuff I'll tell you about, but I kind of want to wait till I'm already there before I tell you about it. Um, and I'll explain why later. Uh, or will I? Maybe it'll be the kind of thing that you'll have to ask me about. But anyways. Um, Friday, Saturday and Sunday have some shit uh, lined up. I will tell you about later. Uh, Monday, I'm going to the Jimmy Kimmel live taping. I still have to confirm my, my buddy, Jesse Joyce, who's the writer there. I'm going to try to do a podcast with Jesse. Um, hopefully we can make it work, but, um, we're going to sit down and talk about that. He got me tickets to the Kimmel thing. I just don't have anything like official. He told me that the, uh, audience company, whatever that deals with the, 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 you know, uh, audience members would send me an email, but then afterwards he just messaged me and told me that I have tickets under my name or whatever. So, um, I'm pretty sure everything's done, but you know, just, there's a, just, just a heads up. There is a very small chance that there might be an issue, but as it stands currently, like he seems like everything's good with it. So that, that works for me. So, uh, you know, um, Kimmel on Monday, I'll tell you guys about that. Um, follow the social media stuff. Like again, Monday's the, the Kimmel thing. Tuesday's just more LA stuff. I'm definitely going to hit up a taco place on taco Tuesday. And, uh, I just don't know if that'll be before or after the podcast. So, um, next week's podcast is going to be lots of cool shit to tell you about. Um, I, I will tell you what it's like to be an audience member at a late night talk show. Um, knock on wood, you know, just, just providing that there's no fucking hiccups, but I think that uh, everything is all set for that. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to tell you about Saturday and Sunday, what goes down on those days. Um, I'm very, very excited. I'm telling you right now, if you're listening, uh, follow One Man Podcast, follow Josh Williams Comedy on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, because um, I have got my my shit figured out with TELUS to make sure that I can just use my phone and my data while I'm down there. No problems. I will be taking pictures. I will be doing some, you know, maybe some live videos and things like that. So it'll be a good week to be um, paying attention to what I'm doing. Um, hopefully I won't be so, you know, I, I still live in the moment. I really think that, you know, as much as I'll yammer on in the podcast, sometimes I, I'm mentally aware that it's probably not the most interesting thing sometimes, but while I'm out and about having my day, I really am not thinking like, Hey, you guys need to share this. I never think that shit. I really only share something when I think that I'm like, Oh, this seems actually interesting. You know, I think this is actually something people might want to see, but, um, everybody shares everything. I think I just need to start to find a way to get myself into that groove where I'm just like, yeah, just share it. Who cares if it's boring? This is what you're doing. Just share it, you know? So, uh, I'm going to start working on that. All right. I'm going to, I'm actually going to start being really ironic, like just doing laundry and just do that stupid boomerang thing that everyone does where it's just the laundry, throw the laundry in the machine and have it come back and forward, back and forward. I might just have a day where I do that. And just be like, this is what I think everyone else's social media looks like to me. <laughs> All right. Having said that, guys, move on to the final section. If you want to send something into the podcast, uh, if you want to tell me to shut the fuck up about anything, uh, feel free. Contact at onemanpodcast.com is the uh, the website. 
or is the email address. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm gearing up for this uh, next part. Uh, like I said, follow us on social media, one man podcast, Josh Williams comedy. You'll get me on those. Uh, I'll be amalgamating those into one account relatively soon. So I'll, I'll tell you more about that as it comes. But um, in terms of uh, emails, I, I just got one from my buddy uh, Gareth who sent me something. Uh, it was a link. I looked at it, but I did not answer these. So this is just something fun. It's a funny little quiz that he was doing. Gareth is of course from the UK, England. Um, I don't know if it's London specifically, buddy. I don't remember. Please correct me if I got that wrong. But, uh, but Gareth sent me this thing saying it's a quiz that says, can you spot the real British place name? So I didn't click on any of these cause I wanted to do it authentically on the podcast, but it's 10 different places that have uh, silly, like it's a choice of silly names. So it says, can you place the real British place name? Um, so the first pen one, it's got a picture and I don't know why it says Aberdeenshire like next to it. I don't know if that's supposed to help me figure out where it's near or something, but I have four choices of, of what this place is called. Um, so that my four choices are, but broken wind farts bridge or bum trumpet. And I won't, the pictures aren't helping me because I don't, I don't know what this place is. So like, Oh, I recognize those, you know, three houses. I don't, it's like, it looks, it almost looks like a kind of place that would be like near Halifax or something like that. Just, uh, a fun little, uh, you know, Harbor town or whatever. But I, this is, this is going to be my strategy for doing this is, um, whether or not the name sounds like it could actually be a place. And I'm looking so I've got butt B U T T and then broken wind farts, bridge, bum trumpet, um, bum trumpet sounds too made up farts bridge actually sounds real broken wind. I don't know because it's a Harbor town. Maybe, maybe the wind breaks on the fucking thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm narrowing it down to butt or broken wind. The only reason I'm thinking, butt is because broken wind farts, bridge and bum trumpet are all multi-syllabic, but is just one. So I'm clicking on, but that seems like the odd one out. It seems like the no effort and it's red. Ah, broken wind was the right one. Broken wind is a Hamlet in Aberdeenshire. See, yeah, should have gone with my gut, man. Broken. You guys heard me talking it out. Okay. All right. Number two, it says Shropshire, S-H-R-O-P Shire. Uh, now we've got maths, chemistry, biology, and physics. Maths seems like the right one to me because chemistry, biology, physics, physics, and biology and chemistry seem like later one. Maths could almost be like Matthews to me. I'm clicking on maths and I'm wrong. And it's chemistry. God damn it. It's the second one twice in a row. So chemistry, Shropshire. All right. Number three, East Yorkshire, uh, thick ear, wet wang, large arse and cold nip. Large arse isn't L-A-G-E, it's L-A-R-G-A-R-S-E. So it could be Largarse, Largarse. That's what I'm going with. I don't think it's thick ear, wet wang, or cold nip. I'm going large arse. And I'm wrong. It was wet wang. <laughs> wet wang welcomes careful drivers. Wet wang is thought to be names to be names as the wet equivalent to the nearby Driffield. I don't give a fuck. Dryfield. Four, Essex. Smelly, spelled S-M-E-L-L-E-Y, boring. Dreadful without an A and ugly U G L E Y. So Ugly, I'm gonna Ugly and Essex, Essex, smelly, boring, dreadful. Uh you know what? Smelly, boring, 
dreadful. No, they're all, they're all, I'm going ugly. I'm going ugly. I don't know why I'm going ugly. And yeah, it was right. Hugely, hugely reduce your speed. All right. I'm one for four right now. Uh, five in Worcestershire. I know this one sounds boring guys. I'm sorry, but I'm enjoying it. And I'm, I'm giving my buddy Gareth. That's what happens. You send me an email. I'm going to fucking do it. So let's see here. I, I, I've hidden this thing. Worcestershire, uh, West Urin, like it's supposed to look supposed to be like it's supposed to be urine, West Urin, but there's no E on the end. So I think that's already the front runner. South Wee, W-E-E, East Piss, doubt it, North Piddle. I'm going West Urin because there's no E and I'm wrong. It's North Piddle. Okay. North Piddle rests on Piddle Brook. All right. Maybe if I knew something about geography, this would help. Cardiff. Uh, <laughs> in Cardiff, we got a place called either... St. Knockers, K-E-R-R-S, St. Jugs. It's not going to be that one. St. Melons, St. Baps. I don't know what Baps are in terms of the funny thing. Melons, Jugs. Knockers having two R's could just be a typo or St. Baps. I don't know what Baps are. So that one I want to go with, but Knockers having two R, my gut. I'm going with my gut. St. Knockers is wrong. It's St. Melons. Huh. So then I don't know what they were making up with the St. Baps thing. So more than 2,000 people live in St. Melons. Yeah, it's not as goofy. I mean, melons are a real thing. All right. In Lundy, we have Dead Cat Lane, Dead Mouse Row, Dead Sheep Alley, Dead Cow Point. I have no idea. In Lundy, I'm going to guess they're sheep fuckers. I know in the UK they fuck sheep, especially in Scotland, where my ancestors are from. Bunch of sheep shaggers. Deep sheep, sorry, dead, dead sheep alley, dead mouse row, dead cat lane. Okay, so here's the thing. It, it's like a picture of a little island. So I wouldn't call that a lane. I wouldn't call it a row. I wouldn't call it an alley, but point, look out point and stuff. I'm going to go with point. Yay. I was right. There you go. So you can use your brain sometimes as possible. I, I yayed into the microphone. You can use your brain sometimes to get you out of a, a situation. Oh, it's showing me my score. I am two for seven fail. All right. I got to fucking, I got to, I got to make a big comeback here, guys. All right. Big comeback. Number eight is in Berwick upon Tweed. There's a place called dog muck, cat shit, horse manure, or hen poo. <sighs> Fuck. Hen poo is two words. Horse manure is two words. So I don't feel like that's, I don't, I'm eliminating those. So I have the choice of dog muck or cat shit. My brain tells me dog muck and it's wrong. Hen poo was the right one. And there's a hen, there's a picture. Once I get it right, or sorry, once I click on it, it shows me this picture of hens and chickens hotel. Hen poo is the name of a lake in Berwick upon Tweed. Eh, go fuck yourself. How about that? How about that? England or whatever. Uh, in Durham, we have a place called move out, feel bad, no fun, or pity me. Hmm. Move out. Okay. So feel bad. Doesn't really sound like anything that anyone will get behind. No fun. Mm, pity me. Pity me. Okay. No fun. Pity me. Move out. You know what? Pity me is the only one that's not really like a no fun. It's like, it's like, it's not descriptive. It's like a request. Pity me. Yeah, no move out is too. God damn it. All right. I'm going, my gut tells me move out and of course my gut. It's pity me. Of course it is. Of course it is. I, a lot of these, my second choice is the right one. So maybe my gut is wrong. Well, I guess I can lose my weight now because my I thought I had to keep my gut around because it was doing something. All right. Guess not. 
guess not going to go with my gut anymore. Last question. I am two for nine. So let's see if I can at least get three. I'd, lo- I'd love to love to finish with the year. It's the last one in North Yorkshire. There is a place called sex. When sex, how sex, who and sex, why? Um, and I've been clicking on these first ones and been wrong quite a bit. Sex, when sex, how doesn't make sense. Sex, who sex, why? All right. So we got three of the, three of the five W's and the one H sex, when sex, how sex, who sex, why? What do you guys think? Sex, sex, why sex, when sounds right. And it's going to be sex, why again, I know it, I'm going, I'm going sex, when, and I was wrong. It's sex. How sex, how is in, is a Hamlet in North Yorkshire. All right. Well, there you go. I fucking suck. <laughs> place named Peon Bellend. There's a place named Bellend, which is a UK way of saying uh, cockhead or cocktip. Well, uh, Gareth, thanks for sending that in. Apparently, I am shit at guessing childish names of places, but uh, it does let me know. Like the only one that's that's actually not really even funny is just chemistry. It's like maths, chemistry, biology. That one wasn't funny. But Wet Wang, Ugly, North Piddle. Uh, St. Melons, Dead Cow Point, what is it, Hen Poo, Pity Me, Sex How, those are all, those are all places where you're from, what a wacky, <laughs> I don't know, I'm just kidding, buddy, that's a, that's a, that's a goofy thing, and thanks for saying that, that was actually kind of fun, that was more of a, just, you know, okay, if you don't know what's going on, can you, can you use your wits and bullshit your way out of it, and uh, I guess at least for me, the answer is no, I cannot, so, uh, that is, uh, that was fun guys. Thanks for sending in, uh, sending in shit. I appreciate it. Send it to contact at one man podcast.com. Like I said, I don't care what it is. You send it in. I will read it. I will do it. Whatever that may be. And thanks for giving me an opportunity to use my new smaller laptop on the, uh, on the podcast. That was fun guys. Portablepress.com, absolutecomedy.ca, summersby and dk.com slash ca or dk.com in the States are my partners, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, one man podcast, get on there. And as I've said before, if you happen to be listening to this on another platform, you're playing it off of Twitter or Facebook or something like that. And you'd like to be able to subscribe to the podcast because it is absolutely free. Um, either send me a message or go to, um, you know, iTunes podcasts, uh, Google play music. Uh, there's all sorts of things all over the web. One man podcast.com. You can get the episodes all there. Um, but you can subscribe to them and they will come automatically on your device. You listen to it. It deletes itself automatically. It couldn't be easier and it makes it a lot easier for me to track. And of course, uh, make the, the sponsors happier and get a little more cheddar for the podcast. I can spend less time doing TD events and uh, grocery store samplings with that sweet, sweet funding. Um, and feel free to take a second too. It really helps me if you would just leave a review. So when you when you're pulling it up and you see the opportunity to give it five stars, please do throw a little. Ah, Josh is great. Love him so much. Or Josh should shut the fuck up more. But I'll still take the five stars. Um, that helps me in a big way. So guys, thank you so much for listening to the one man podcast as always. Um, I'm, I'm I appreciate you being out there and listening to it. it makes me happy. Next week. Coming to you live, sunny California, Los Angeles. I look forward to telling you guys what kind of trouble I get into in the United States of America under Trump's rule. I'll talk to you then, guys. Thanks so much for listening. See you soon.